Hi, everybody. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. And um, man, what a what a time to be alive. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to begin this, Jenny. It's been a really rough few weeks, um, I feel, for anyone uh, in this world. Um yeah the news the news cycle and and you know what what is happening in israel and gaza has sort of permeated into every aspect of specifically i think uh social media not just the news um and you know as a as a as a jewish person it's been very it's been impossible to remove uh myself from from this and it's also been impossible to um to process and deal with this without i feel like eyes on me um yeah there's been like a surge of anti-semitic <laughs> comments sent towards me which is like in 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 the grand scheme of things is like nothing with the horrifying things that are actually happening to people um right now um but it it does for me because i I'm not sure how you feel about everything. And and honestly, I don't think in this episode we should be talking about <laughs> like foreign policy and uh, right. history. Because I can speak for myself. I'm not an expert. I'm trying to educate myself more. I'm trying to understand different perspectives more. I'm trying to come at this from a human angle. Um, but what I'm seeing on the internet is, is this the stoking of the division and the furthering of the polarization. And instead of understanding perspectives, people are pitting very complex subjects into good and evil. Yeah. And there, there is evil in every side and there's good in every side, but, um, this, but then even that is seen as like, if you take a neutral stance, you're also, in the wrong and so you're so right yeah i mean i you know i've because i'm not jewish and because i'm you know i that's not an area that i know enough about in terms of like the conflicts going on in the middle east i just do my best to educate myself and it's very difficult because how do i know like so I'll follow like these activists that are very clear and concise and really good with their words. And they're known to be, ed- you know, their job is that they are educators and they do use social media to educate, right? And so, for example, one person who I follow, they are Jewish and they're queer and they, again, they're uh, an activist. And so they made a very a very good, very smart statement, like a bunch of slides on Instagram. And I was like, oh, okay, this one seems like, I don't want I don't even know what word to use. I don't want to say the word safe, but I also suck and I am in desperate need of a thesaurus. But I was like, oh, maybe this is something that I can maybe share. But let me read the comments first. Oops. Um... <laughs> the comments were like, you're wrong. I'm Jewish. You're, you're like, um, 
a disgrace to Jewish people everywhere. How could you be taking this stance? Some people are, are, are like, if you're neutral, you're just as bad as everyone else. There's no neutrality here. And it's... um. That's basically the pattern that I've been seeing all over social media. It doesn't matter what platform, whether it's Instagram or a website forum or Facebook. And so I feel trapped and I feel stuck as someone that doesn't know enough. And it seems like these activists, these social media influencers, even celebrities on either side are so polar opposite it, there's no winning essentially there's no there's no way to make people happy no matter what you say no matter what stance you take so it's like you're either anti-semitic or you're racist against indigenous uh palestinians or you're <laughs> or if you're neutral you're a piece of shit so i feel the whole conversation of also, the whole conversation of like indigenous Palestinians and then people saying, well, what are Jews in relation to Israel? Are they not? Like, I think everyone trying to paint it through a lens of their own world perspective has distilled this into different iterations of a completely different narrative. Like, yeah. it feels like the multiverse. This feels like a fucking multiverse where the the fight is between so many different things instead of it being all of those same things at the same time. Um, right. The oversimplification is driving me crazy. And I think the thing that, I, I, that hurts me the most is the dehumanization of either side. Right. And like I... So I saw firsthand the first weekend when everything when the you know massacre happened in in israel i have family in israel i have a lot of friends in israel um i was very in shock and and hurt by what i saw it was it was horrible it was horrifying and i went online and saw people i am close to posting celebratory messages and celebratory posts about a massacre mm -hmm. and it was sort of this shock of, oh my God, how could anyone be celebrating the death of any in it? Like, what is, what, what is happening? And it's almost like um, turning on a blue lamp, a blue light lamp, and then you see all the neon. Like, I feel like for the first time in my life, this was turned on for me, that there were people in my life that have have dehumanized this issue to the point where innocent people dying is 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 something to celebrate. And yeah. I feel the same way, obviously, with everything horrific that's coming out in about Gaza. Also, like we get very little information about the settlements in the West Bank and how problematic those are and how violent though like this is a violent, horrific uh reality. And it is violent and horrific and sometimes all i want to say is this fucking sucks and this is terrifying and this is sad and i have nuanced complicated opinions i have nuanced and complicated opinions about this but nuanced and complicated opinions 
are not synonymous to the internet, to yeah. Instagram, to a tweet. I can't express all of the things that I feel and think. I can't do it. It's too hard for me. It's almost, it's, and, and it changes every day because I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to adapt and I'm trying to like get myself out of my, my own worldview. Um, and I've been doing it by talking to friends that feel have maybe some differing opinions than me or might be more on one side than the other or the other side than the other. And like just trying to understand it because what I feel is guttural. I feel pain and I feel anger and frustration and that is not a place that I want to be to understand this. So it's just been bad. I've been to, I've been to therapy three times each week. My therapist, oh my like God. I've been texting her, calling her because I just feel fear. I'm scared. And one of the things that has been, I'm wondering what other people feel that are affected about this, but I fear my friends just don't, won't like me anymore. Like I've had dreams. And I remember I texted you this week, Jenny, because I was like, I, can we talk? Because I'm like freaking out. I had a dream that my friends didn't want to talk to me anymore because hmm. because of how I feel or how how I'm not just because I'm Jewish, but how they might interpret what my opinions are on this and see me as a bad person. Um. And it's been weighing on me so deeply. And I know it's been weighing on so many other people so deeply. And it feels so lonely, even yeah. though it's such a collective thing we're all going through and feeling. And I just want to recognize that um, everyone's feeling something. And even people that aren't posting are, are, are talking to loved ones, are doing meaningful things for themselves. And I think the people I'm surrounding myself with are people that see this as a horrifically human tragedy. Um, and I think that's enough of a filter for me in order to have conversations. Um, but I've unfortunately had to remove people from my life and oh my that's God. been hard as well. Recently? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've uh, removed very close people from my life. And it's been incredibly painful, but I, but I just, I can't, I literally cannot, it's already so painful to have people that make the pain worse and make me feel any dehumanization. Like I literally can't do it. It's, it's almost like it's selfish. It's like, I can't do it, bro. I can't. Um, oh my God. Dude, dude, it's been really, really uh, here I am. And this, and this is also weird. Like, look at me crying and like, you know, complaining about removing people from my life. Meanwhile, there's people literally, you know, suffering and being hurt and dying and being killed. And here I am like, but talking about, you know, removing someone I was close to and no longer will talk to anymore. But that is another form of pain. And that is another form of how this division is affecting not only the region, and it's become an existential conversation versus a political conversation. It's almost been existential. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, who are we? You know, who are we? It makes a lot of sense. And I, and I get you for sure, because every time 
I try to pray. Um, I feel stupid praying because I'm like, why do you care about my problems? They're so small in comparison mm -hmm. to what's going on in the world. Um, I feel silly um, because I feel like my problems are super small compared to, you know, so much pain and suffering going on. And a lot of times I feel quite frozen and I feel bad at the same time because I don't want my friends to think that I'm not supporting. Cause I felt that way, for example, when um, I believe it was July of 2022 or 2021. I'm, I don't, uh, what is time? But when uh, <laughs> Cuba um, started to have protests, which was a big deal because that rarely ever happens when Cuban citizens start to stand up against their corrupt government. And a lot of my friends who are like Latino activists stayed very quiet. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's that sucks. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I think as a Cuban American, I my entire life has been filled with me just having to hear people speak incorrectly about the state of Cuba. Like even just a week ago, mm -hmm. I was at a Halloween party and some white guy was like, yeah, I love going to Cuba. Cuba's great. It's 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 so fancy. And I was like, me and this other Cuban girl, I knew she was feeling the same way, but we both mm -hmm. are so used to this shit that we're like, nah, right. my fucking dermatologist. He's like, oh, I've been to Cuba like 20 times and it's such an oasis and it's so this and it's so that. He's like, people are rich in Cuba, huh? That's what he tells Bro, me. Bro, what is he? Does he know nothing? No, but that's people everyone, are rich. Joanna. People Joanna, are literally not everyone. allowed to be rich in Cuba. That's no. the funniest but, thing I've ever heard but, in my life. But even the most liberal, the most like, like the most liberal activist Latino friends of mine out here are also just as clueless about Cuba. They're like, oh my God, like the best education system. Oh my God, like the best medical care. And I'm like, yeah, my cousin in Cuba had to take a bucket of water to the hospital when she had COVID because they don't have fucking water. But it's, it's, so I understand how frustrating it can be when you're, mm -hmm. when you, you are from a culture or a like you know that come this especially yeah in terms of like a corrupt government that people have been misinformed about and know nothing about it but they're so certain of it and you just want to bash your head into a wall and so I take that experience and apply it to this and I'm just like I can't imagine how Israelis and Palestinians are both feeling regarding all this misinformation being mm -hmm. spread and a lot of really crappy hot takes um oh my god i can't i can't so with the fucking I, hot takes because i've been there before and so i just feel i as an outsider do feel stuck so now i'm like i wonder if that's what my friends felt about cuba that they felt stuck because they were they were taught their whole lives that cuba like fidel castro was this like revolutionary and everyone's wearing che guevara shirts and like blah, 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 and that it was, that that America is at fault for what's happened to Cuba. Mm -hmm. And look, America fucking sucks, but America is definitely to blame, but you cannot deny the fact that the Castro mm -hmm. regime is a dictatorship, and mm -hmm. they 
like I'm like guys I still have family and friends in Cuba they are starving we have to send them food and supplies they have their electricity cut at night like no this isn't some fancy paradise like I don't understand <laughs> and then of course you know we've talked about this before Joanna because you being Venezuelan no, totally they're like the liberals think you're a Trumpy and then the the Republicans think you're a communist and then you just want to bash your head against the wall again <laughs> a lot of bashing heads against walls so again I apply my experiences with that and try to be like oh man like maybe that's what my friends felt like when Cuba started having their um protests and they probably felt conflicted because they're like wait mm -hmm. I thought the government was great but hmm it's a bunch of like black Cuban artists that are being imprisoned for no reason and oh and they probably felt stuck and didn't know what to post and and you know what like there's there's so much it's crazy because we have access to all the information in the world right you have we have the internet right so the assumption is people need to be informed and therefore everyone should have an opinion but when that when that pressure happens, I think what occurs is that people need to Disneyfy the news. Like in order for mm. it to make sense, it's like okay, who's the hero? Who's the villain? Who's the supporting actor? Who's the bad guy? And then what's going to be the happy ending? Because that's like because our brains are like, there's too much shit going on here. How can I like parse it in a way that makes sense and in a way that I can get behind and in a way that I can feel good? But that's that's putting yeah. yourself and your perspective in something that you might not not only understand, but maybe you don't have any emotional stake in that makes you have a perspective that's perhaps more nuanced. Um, yeah. And like I, I felt I, I it's incredible that you brought up the Cuba thing because I feel very similar to the way that I felt in 2018 with everything that happened in Venezuela and people claiming I was like a right ultra right wing <laughs> Uh, like know. fascist because I was like, <laughs> no, I don't like the left-wing dictatorship. But then again, here we go. They they had to simplify it, right? They had to simplify it in a way that made sense because my facts of what was happening in Venezuela did not fit their worldview. So in order no. for it to, they, they made me fit their worldview. And I think that's what's happening that hurts the most. It's people changing not only facts and not only what's happening and, not, and history, but people. They're changing people to fit their worldview so like yeah. one of the comments i received is you're a greedy jewish bitch listen greedy I'm, okay. i have many things wrong with me many things <laughs> neurotic and anxious mess you could call me any of those things greedy you're just fitting in a stereotype you don't th this person doesn't know what i feel but yeah. since i'm jewish they're like you you have to be you are a piece of shit. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Because like that's that's the worldview. They don't in their worldview. They're like, oh my god. But then if she's nice and compassionate, then I have to feel compassion towards someone that I perceive is on the opposing side. When no one is necessarily on any opposing side, you're making you're making judgment calls that aren't there. It's just the oversimplification leads to dehumanization and what drives me crazy is that most of the people that are oversimplifying are the ones that are claiming that this is a human issue they are in turn dehumanizing because they're mm. not do you know what i'm saying like right these everyone on this side is awful every yeah. every palestinian's awful every israeli is awful bro no what the fuck are you saying oh my god Th those are fucking people man much. 
It's too much. Like, talk to someone. I right. I I got on a phone call with someone, a friend of mine that was posting stuff that, you know, was I wasn't in agreement with, and it was starting to bother me. And I was like, I'm gonna call him. And I called him and we had like a 40 minute really beautiful conversation. Wow. And we connected as people. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. Because if I had just posted something in, in retort to him, it would have escalated and it would have, and then I would have forgotten that this person is my fucking friend who has ties to that region and might have a different perspective than me, but that I learned something from him. And honestly, he learned something from me too. And I, this might all be so like hippie and like, oh my God, like love and peace. But what I'm saying is that love and peace is performative if you don't fucking make it human and actually talk and educate yourself. Like, shut the fuck up and listen, maybe. Your opinion yeah. might not be the one we want to hear right now. And I like that you have that. And you know what? You you going through what you went through with Cuba did give you that perspective. And it gave you the perspective of people maybe speaking about something they didn't fully understand. And it probably frustrated the fuck out of you so, oh 100 percent. yeah it's it's been in rate i'm you know i i'm like should i remove social media even though um i sort of depend on it <laughs> like, yeah this is like it is so fucked it is very fucked i don't you know i've been seeing people try to cancel celebrities for speaking out, um, it's getting real nasty, and and then it's it's hard not to feel like a coward because I really haven't posted a lot about it, but it's genuinely because I'm like, a, I'm a comedian, I'm not a news source, I don't want to add to the spread of misinformation, I don't want to, mm -hmm. and it's tough because yeah i'm sure there's people out there going look at this cunt she's not posting about what's happening she doesn't care and that is the exact opposite i care way too much i've been checking in on all my friends who are jewish i <laughs> my trainer's jewish she's been suffering a lot um you know i personally do not have any friends that are um directly associated to palestine so as a result, I've been following Palestinian news sources and influencers and, and trying to see their side. I'm really just trying to educate myself. Obviously, people don't see that. <laughs> um, but uh, of course, I'm opening up about that here on this podcast, but I genuinely just don't really know what to post. And I don't even know if it's my place to post. I'm like, why? Why am I gonna add to this? What if I'm wrong? I'm always mm -hmm. worried about being wrong and then I'm going to hurt people. And I'm going to upset people and I'm going to, and I know that I'm still technically upsetting people by not saying anything. So, um, I don't know. I, I guess stuck is the right word. Uh, but I do care. I care a great deal. I've been watching the news. I've been, I've seen horrific video footage on both sides, things that I wish I didn't see with my own eyes especially involving children and babies. Um, but I have been very much entrenched in this, um, even if it's not apparent on my social media. Dude, I mean, you you represent, I think, a lot of people. And 
you know, as a as someone who's Jewish and has family there, I I've also been cautiously not not involving myself online because it's so toxic and it's so unhelpful, I feel. I just it just feels unhelpful. And um I actually my my ex-boyfriend from college, it was a he was very Jewish, his mom was a rabbi or is a rabbi. And um, <clears throat> I hadn't talked to him for years, but um, in our alma mater, Tufts University, there was this whole scandal because there was um, some students that praised the um, Hamas attack as creative and cool. And I was feeling really hurt and pained. And I reconnected with this person I haven't talked to in so long. And he's a therapist now, which is so funny to me that my ex-boyfriend is now a really successful <laughs> good therapist um we've all evolved um <laughs> and he he um he was like you have to find meaning in all this like where do you find mm. your meaning mm. you're not gonna find it getting angry online and trying to change people's opinions that you can't like where are you gonna find meaning and i was like i think i'm gonna find meaning connecting with my loved ones and helping in in ways that aren't public and you know supporting ways that i feel good about um volunteering uh sending supplies um donating i feel good doing that i don't feel good putting my heart and myself in something that i feel will in turn dehumanize me as i Mm -hmm. see it dehumanize others yeah yeah i think it's it's been crazy to reconnect and connect to people that I haven't spoken to in so long and family members that I I haven't seen in so long and maybe that's sort of the meaning you know is to find the humanity like we're we're, we're giving a tr- we're we've been given a trial uh you know I don't believe in god I don't believe in anything really I wish I did I do feel that that seeking meaning in a time when the, when life gives you a big test and it's like you can start feeling hate and you can start feeling anger and you can start feeling these these very human tendencies of dehumanizing your quote unquote enemy like you cannot fall you cannot fall victim to that you can't so you have to find ways to not do that and it's it's hard but that's the challenge and so i think that's what i implore everyone to do Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, I can't believe we talked about this on the podcast. I've been freaking out. I couldn't sleep last night. I was like, what are we going to do? Uh, but yeah, I that's very, feels very tough. Yeah. But I feel, feel very comfortable because we, we are, on, we are in this mechanism of me and you talking very candidly, knowing that there will be people listening. But like, I, I feel so much more comfortable in this calm environment right. to express like imagine if I ha- if we had typed up everything I said and put it on the internet, no one would read it. It's too long. You know what I mean? No. Like, yeah. It's like it's like fifteen seconds. It's like what are you gonna give me in fifteen seconds? Yeah, I no. I can't. It's I can't even. It's begin. very hard. It's very hard. Uh, what is your opinion regarding whether it's best for people to just you know we're allowed to speak our minds. We're allowed to share opinions. Um, so I'm not trying to say like 
don't People share. Should be yeah. censored, right? But when it comes to these matters, do you think it is best? for people to just take a step back, educate themselves, learn about what's going on without having to spread misinformation, specifically, I guess, people that have more power in terms of following. So like influencers, social media activists, celebrities, more than anything, I guess. Yeah, I feel like, I just think sometimes people have to ask themselves, am I the right person? And have I done the work? Because the stakes are so high here. Are you the right person to add fuel to the fire? Are, are you involved in those stakes? Mm-hmm. What is the worst case scenario of you posting? I think is an important thing to think about. What's the right. worst case scenario? People always think about like, oh, how am I going to be perceived? What is the worst case scenario? Taking yourself out of it. If you post what you, what you think you feel pressured to post. Because it might be misinformation and it might be people feeling hurt and it might be people thinking, you know, um, someone shared on my feed a really hyper, totally truthfully, very and very anti-Semitic image. It was basically saying that Jews control the world, like literally. It, it's the most like horrifying and, and it's, it's someone that I care about. And I messaged her and I was like, do you know what this means? And she's like, oh, I, it means that like, you know, there's so much... There's so much power that Israel has. And I'm like, this is an anti-Semitic message, girl. And you're hurting me because you're involving me. me. Yeah. And and she was like, uh... and she was like, oh my God, you're right. And she deleted it immediately. And she's like, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, look at, look at where you were sharing it from. That page is, that page is spreading hate and lies. You have to check. You that have is the to worst. check where things are coming from. Oh my God. I can't. That is the worst case scenario. I think people people tend to be, and look, I'm guilty of this too, um, and I've learned over the years, but mm-hmm. people are very quick to just post um, impulsively, emotionally. I saw that it happened to some celebrities where they posted something and then they got attacked and they took it down and then they changed it. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I know that I know that anxiety all too well. It's happened to me in the past. Like I said, Um, I think it happened around COVID when COVID first became a thing. And I was like panicking just like everyone else. And I started to share Mm -hmm. information that I was finding on like how to protect yourself. And in the end, I was called out. Um. And I realized, oh, shit, yeah, I posted this way too quickly. And I was coming from, like, this impulsive, emotional place. And I feel so mm-hmm. many people do that, again, without looking about where the source is coming from or without really sitting down and, like, really making an informed opinion. Like, it just, they don't really, they're just like, oh, this happened, without knowing, like, oh, this has been the history. This is what's been going on. And also, mm-hmm. maybe this is me being a neutral piece of shit, but like people aren't their governments. Again, I'm using my experience no, I think you're as, right. a, as a child of Cuban immigrants. Like the Cuban people are not the Castro regime. We like when freaking like when our country is like the, the laughing stock of the world lately, I'm like, that's not me, though. That's not me. And so I imagine, mm-hmm. like, God forbid, like, especially during the Trump era, like, God forbid that dude pissed off North Korea. North Korea started bombing us and nuking us. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because that's due to the government 
our corrupt government and not innocent people just living their lives, especially children and babies. So that's where my hippie ass is coming. Like, this is how I view it. Again, I can even use like the China virus as another example, right? Communist China, it's a corrupt-ass fucking government. They're fucking assholes, the government. I do not equate the Chinese people to their government. So I thought it was super unfair, even if there was proof, right, that the that COVID-19 was created in a lab in, in Wuhan and all that shit, right? Even if that was true, that's not the civilian's fault. So there was no reason for there to be all this like xenophobic, racist rhetoric mm-hmm. about China and Asian people because look what happened. They started getting beat beat up everywhere, not just in, mm-hmm. like literally in the States. Old Chinese people, Chinese people of all ages getting harassed. And some of it got violent. And I'm like, this again goes back to me feeling this way about people are not their governments. Yeah. So this is fucked. <laughs> Dude, no, I think you make such a valid and good point. And I was, again, my, as you know, my therapist and I have been hanging out all week. Um, but one of the things I told her is uh, there's a pain I feel. And as I said before, it's an existential pain. And I'm like, and I don't understand where it comes from. And then I sort of realized that... We go through life and we choose who we are and we become. It's like, I'm Joanna. I'm a writer. I love my family. I'm allergic to sesame seed. Like there's so many things that make me who I am, you know? And then there's moments in time where the circumstances of where what I was born as become the number one thing I'm perceived as. So I am no longer this multi-hyphenate. You know, I'm no longer this person that's so complex and carries so many different como que, eh, descriptions and descriptors. And it's like, no, I am now distilled to Jew or I'm now yeah. distilled to a Venezuelan or I'm now distilled to a woman. And this distillation like gives me just pain because because then it that's how you are perceived by the world. And that's where hate is sort of easily transposed onto you and and i i i'm feeling a lot of ways about it and i'm aware that other people feel that way and um it's it's just so weird it's just so fucking weird how we just lump people together (laughs) into these groups and now they're just this uniform blob and it's it's hurt it's hurtful and it's painful and i know that it's you know, times of war are are complicated in that way. Um, and I guess that's why it's so painful because literally the complexity of the human condition is removed. Um, yeah. Uh, but you make a really excellent, excellent point, Jenny. Um, wow. Isn't this supposed to be a comedy podcast? I know. This is really... <laughs> And then, it, but it's interesting too, like, like you're like uh, calling it war. That's another thing I've been saying. People are like, it's not war, it's genocide. Once again, I'm going to bash my head into a wall, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like even that, even that small thing, because this whole time I also, I was like, oh, this is a war. Yes. And so many people are like, no, it is not a war. It is a genocide. It is one-sided. No, it's not one-sided. There's a lot of fucking shit going on. 
There's a lot of fucking shit. It's people trying to find, it's what we talk about literally. It's what our whole podcast is about. You're trying to find one word for something. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. You fucking can't. You can't just choose a word that fits what you think is happening. That's not how the fucking world works. Well, I guess the world works like that because here we are. But that's what makes the world worse, in my opinion. You're trying to find a word. You can't. It's like people trying to find words for us. You can't. You've got to string a bunch of words together to have any fucking semblance of sense of this shit. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. I need a martini. (sighs) Yeah, I know you don't drink, but maybe you can have a hot chamomile tea. Sure. (laughs) I'm actually having coffee right now. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Great. Add more anxiety to your plate. Um, Absolutely. I, I mean, I had Cuban coffee earlier, so. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I, I think it was important to talk about this without getting into the nitty gritty because again, there's no way we could dissect this properly. There's no way. Um, but I think it's important that we talk about how we feel and most importantly, just again. I just want people to educate themselves more before they form an opinion and before they put that opinion out there. That's all. That's really what I care about. Um, (laughs) You know, like, just please, please educate yourselves. Don't just listen to your friends or your family or what your aunt posted on Facebook or what your favorite celebrity posted or your favorite activist because... That's you have to just do the research for yourself and just and even if at the end of the day you still end up walking out confused because Lord knows that is me right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers. I do not know everything, but I try to just listen to the people. Just like when BLM started, I was just listening to black people and black voices because that is not the experience I come from. So how can I form this like random opinion without listening to actual black folks? And so that's just but how then, I feel you know with what anything. You said, well, you said about government not being their people. Like, of mm-hmm. course, the movement of Black Lives Matter, like it, it struck a chord. And I think it was so important. And I stand for everything. But then the organization started being run by people. And now they're the day of yeah. the Hamas massacre. They posted that it was a day to celebrate. And that for me is, again, problematic. You're taking a beautiful idea and then yeah. you put people in it. <laughs> And now they're taking sides and not and not at least saying, hey, any human life have any loss of human life is a tragedy. And well, exactly. Um, yeah. So it's I, like, I well, completely I mean, agree. What? <laughs> what the fuck? I thought we were all on the same side here. Now you're like, it's fine if these people die. Dude, no, man. And again, I'm not talking about black lives matter the movement i'm talking about the people the that run the black lives matter instagram right. for los angeles um <laughs> so you know people suck except the people even the people you love suck i've removed a person i love very much from my life because they kind of suck in this and they made me feel horrible and they they are oh my God. I think, dehumanizing and it's been very hard but i feel at the same time, um, I want to oh, let me let me pull this up because um, I wrote this. I just and I I want to say I, I wrote this for myself. 
Um, I said, even in the deepest of pain and anger, I've seen so much empathy and love and the opening of hearts from people in my community. I've had Muslim friends, friends with ties with Palestine, express nuance about the situation and reach out to me. Both of us understanding we have different political views, but that some moments are not about politics. We've opened up our hearts to each other and understood each other's pain. I've sensed humanization and human kindness and acceptance that we all have a right to live and coexist. Um while not trying to justify uh, any violence and anything that any side has done. Um, so I wrote that for myself just to process some of this. And mm-hmm. I think that's sort of what I'm, what I'm sticking by. Uh, yeah. So, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm disappointed once again in the organization Black Lives Matter because they did the same thing when Cuba was protesting. I don't oh know if you God, remember yeah. that. I remember um, it perfectly. I remember I it was, perfectly. I was extremely disappointed. Um, they basically, like, I'm looking back. I mean, I remember being extremely upset and disappointed. Um, and they did face a lot of backlash, um, even from Cuban liberals like myself. Um, it says like they face backlash for calling for the end of the U.S. government's embargo on Cuba while praising the country for its solidarity with oppressed peoples of African descent amid um, historic anti-government protests. In the statement shared Thursday, the organization urged the U.S. to lift the embargo immediately and appeared to praise the country. Um, the people of Cuba are being punished by the U.S. government because the country has maintained its commitment to sovereignty and self-determination. I mean, again, this is exactly what a lot of my liberal... Um, friends that are not of Cuban or Venezuelan mm-hmm. descent, that's what a lot of them believe and think that it's just like entirely America's fault and that the Cuban government is like pristine and amazing and revolutionary. And I'm like, oops, nope. Um, and so I was extremely upset and I had, it was very hard for me because again, I believe in the movement of Black Lives Matter. So right. just like just like how you were saying, people are not their governments, people are not their organizations, people are not mm-hmm. even me as someone who believes in God, I am not my religion. I I mm-hmm. I don't say I'm a Christian anymore because it is associated with so much hate and bigotry. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want people to oh, I believe in oh I'm a Christian. Oh, so you hate the gays. <laughs> so I'm like, nope. Yeah. So again, I want to make it clear once again here that I am 100% for Black Lives Matter. If you're an All Lives Matter idiot, fuck off. Um, (laughs) But the organization has been really disappointing. In Imagínate, Mm -hmm. with the Cuban protest, a lot of Cuba is black folks. Mm -hmm. A A lot of the people that were protesting and being wrongfully imprisoned were black artists. Mm-hmm. So for BLM to still come out and say that shit, and I was just like, oops, this is real bad. Um, this is a real bad take. So, And isn't it interesting that it's happening to our, like what we see happen to governments yeah. is happening to like humanitarian move- movements. Like, because you can't it's, trust it's, people, it's man. People, it's just like, man, everyone just wants to believe they're right 
and including terrorists, right? Like they all think at the end of the day, it's wild, but they think they're right. They think they're the good ones. They're the good guys. Everyone thinks they're the good ones. Everyone is a hero in their own story, right? So even the most corrupt and the most vile fucking Hitler thought he was right. You know what I'm saying? Like in his heart of hearts, he's like, I'm doing good i'm good guy i go to heaven i don't fucking know or like i go and meet and and i'm gonna go die and meet my 20 wives i don't you know like everyone has this like perception Mm -hmm. that they i mean look at every villain story like in in marvel Mm -hmm. and dc like they they think they're right they they think they're doing the right thing um and sometimes you think you're going crazy and so you have to see it from that perspective of like they think they're just as right as we think we're right and on the right side of history. And <laughs> that's where it gets so fucking complicated and weird. Well, I think that, like, if you're at least asking yourself, okay, I think I'm right. Let me hear out what these people who think they're right are saying. That's what I do a lot of the time. And it's like, what's the logic behind that? Because... Right. I also think that assuming you're right, and and I, a lot of my liberal friends, because most of my friends are liberal, so this is what I can speak to, but like there's also this morality encased in opinion. So I my opinion is not only right, it is the moral good. And what is not my opinion is the moral evil. And that like, that makes it impossible to debate and have a conversation. Very, it's very impossible much impossible. To. Very because much you impossible. Just assume the other person is evil. Well, then I then I can't have a conversation. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. So, right. Dude, oh my god! <laughs> Thank God, I very, have therapy at two. This is very complicated, <laughs> and you know, I think that's why I like having this podcast because at the end of the day we're not always gonna be right about everything. We are simply being Mm -hmm. human and we're expressing how we feel and what our opinions are and what we think in a very vulnerable way that is transparent. And I'm not one to pretend that I know what I'm talking about half the time, but what I do know is that I care a lot and I always like to educate myself, even if things still confuse me that's always been an insecurity of mine. If I'm being honest, like due to undiagnosed ADHD and all that, I always felt stupid. I, I didn't pay attention in my history classes. I zoned out in my U S government class. I, so it wasn't until my late twenties that I really started to care about world affairs and what's going on in the U S and with politics and really trying to educate myself on so many different matters in terms of like LGBTQ plus rights and, and, disability act you know um activists and and i'm still trying to learn and it's hard man it's hard and i think the internet somehow expects perfection Mm -hmm. but that's impossible because again everyone's a hero everyone thinks that they're right like i like i said the most evil people also think that they're doing the right you know what's a really good example thanos thanos is 
a very good villain in the Marvel uh-huh. universe because oh my God. he thought he was right because he wanted to bring stability to the universe by killing half the population. Oh my and God. Of course, that's like freaking insane and, and terrible. But then you can also understand like, oh yeah, people do suck. They are ruining the planet. Right. The earth probably would benefit mm-hmm. if, if we weren't so overpopulated and, and eating shit on this planet, you know? And you're like, oh my God, right? But Thanos, even though he's one of the biggest villains in Marvel, he thought he was doing the right thing. He's like, I am doing this for, yep. the, for the sake of humanity and for the sake of this planet. <laughs> Everyone know? is a hero of their own story when sometimes we just need extras. Sometimes you just need to be a person in the background of some some narratives. You can just be drinking your coffee while there's a fight outside. You don't have to be the Thanos or the Superman or whatever of, of everything. Sometimes it's okay to just sit and observe and and learn yeah. and see the battle and be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I right. think we need more. I think this social media has removed the extra and has made everyone the protagonist. No, yeah, yeah. My God, look at us. Look at us talking about superhero movies. What a perfect way to end this conversation on a high. On a uh, high. As high as we'll get. <laughs> um, but I really appreciate this conversation. I've been wanting to like get this stuff off my chest and outside of the therapist office. So yeah. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm very relieved. I'm happy we talked about it too. Stay safe, everyone. 